Paisley. Hey everyone, it's me, Jay, and I'm with my girl, Nina, and welcome back to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. And hey everyone, just so you know, we are now sponsored by Oligo Professional. Yay! Yes! I'm so excited. I'm ready to talk about it too, because I, we've been working on this now for a little while. Yes. Right to have Oligo um, be the official sponsor of the No Stylist Left Behind podcast, and so I know because obviously you are the brand ambassador for Oligo, this was something really special and important to you. So why don't we just share a little bit about Oligo and kind of our feelings too about what this um, sponsorship and partnership means to to you and then to me? Well, one thing I want to say is Nina, thank you so much for doing this with me for almost a year. I know. Our one year is coming up it's very coming up. soon. Yes, it is. Um, I can't believe that it's already been a year. And when you really think about the stories that we've shared, you really think about our personal growth together and individually with how vulnerable we are. We literally, and it gets me a little emotional, mm-hmm. we really do care about the stylist behind the chair. And it wasn't for me and it wasn't for you, you know, a quick jump into who was going to be that sponsor for right. you know Silas Left Behind. And I love being with Oligo. I love that it's a family run company, that they stand for Silas, that they're developing innovative products, but not only that, but giving love. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is just gonna make our podcast even better. And you know, the powers and numbers and to have such an amazing company back us and give us more resources um, to be able to help the stylists behind the chair that are doing it daily and who we stand up for. I love it. And I'm all about it too. And I I got to witness that when I went with you to the Oligo event down in Long Beach or no, where was it? We were in California somewhere. Can't remember. It was close to Long Beach. (laughs) It was Long Beach? I, no, I can't Oh, Newport Coast. City. It was Newport, Newport Coast. Coast, yes. Um, and when I went to that event and meeting Christina for the first time was amazing. I love her so much. And that was just a little piece of, or a big piece, I should say, of what the Oligo brand represents. And then obviously hearing from you and then all of the stylists that were at the event, the way that the event was put on, the amount yeah. of love and care and detail that was put into that event. And it really made me fall in love with Oligo even more. And then I got to get my hands in it and I was playing with the Calora gloss. I I remember. I did the Cobra balayage. I mean, I was all invested. Like I was back being a stylist and I loved it and I had the best day. And so for us, it was just a no brainer in terms of having Oligo be our sponsor because of what they stand for, because they are for the stylist behind the chair. And we're really excited to be a part of that and kind of meld our worlds together, right? With our audience and then their audience and bring and add so much more value to um, education in this podcast. So I am over the moon excited about it. So, Thank so, so excited Thank you so much, Oligo Professional, yes. for being our sponsor. Yes, so excited. So now on the flip side of that, now let's talk about our feelings, <laughs> right? Let's get into it. Let's just talk about our feelings because we have a very special guest. She's been on our podcast before. And I just want to say that Jay and I are incredibly grateful for each and every single one of our guests because you add so much value to our, um, to our, our podcast. And if you're new to 
listening to us, you know, if you're coming to us from Oligo listening to us, please binge listen to our episodes because the value and the insight that our guests bring is unbelievable and it's, it's priceless, totally raw, real, transparent, authentic, and we're so grateful. So with our guests that we've had now for the third time, which what? we never bring, we haven't brought anybody back so many times. And it's because our beautiful special guest always keeps it real, keeps it 100 and speaks with such truth and in a very, very deep way. So before we get into our feelings, let's introduce our guest. Do you want to bring her in or do you want me to bring her in? You can bring her in. (laughs) Okay. So for the third time, welcome back our beautiful friend, Miss Allison at Braided and Blonde. Thanks girl for coming back. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I can't believe it's my third time. When you said that, I was like, oh, she's right. (laughs) Yes. And and for one second in my head, as she was like saying, like, you know, this is, I was, you know, third time on, I was like, do we have a co-co-host? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm here. I'm here for it. A Coco. A Coco. You're our Coco. I love it. I just love you guys so much. Any excuse to like see your faces and hang out with you makes me happy. Yeah, we love you too. And I you bring you. so much value to the No Sellers Left Behind podcast. Just sure credibility in your walk in life and just, you know, it's, it's a very special thing that you have that not a lot of people will ever get to experience within, um, that gift. Mm-hmm. So I'm so thankful that you share it with all yeah. of us and just help us become better people. Absolutely. And so let me just share how this all got started, right? Because um, Allison texts me just to be such a great friend and just check in and like, hey girl, how are you? Right. And so, and I love that. And I, I always love having your, you know, when I see your text come through, I'm like, oh my God, she's checking on me. And then we started to go in, right. And talk about how, you know, some of the things that we've been seeing on social media has been so positive, right? Because we see a lot of community and people coming together, but then also on the flip side of that, there has been some really, really tough things to watch, especially in our industry, on Facebook, on Instagram, and we started to kind of talk about that. And Allison started to dissect this a little bit, and I was saying too how it's really hurtful and hard for me to see some of the um, rude and vile and just these comments and the things that are going on, I, I can't live in that space. I, I mean, it really like my body just like rejects all of it. It just, I can't. Yeah. And it actually makes me sick and tired to be honest. So I've been kind of staying, trying to lay a little bit low, but although continue to help you guys along the way, but let's talk about this a little bit. So I know we've all seen it. I know all of you listening have been um, seeing some of the things that have been going on that have not been so positive on Instagram and Facebook. And it's a lot of reaction to a lot of things that people are sharing, whether it's talking about home kits, whether it's talking about selling product, whether it's talking about um, root touch-up kits that are already being sold from brands, like all of the things, right? Um, talking about the government and t- I mean, all anything that you guys, we've seen it all. And so I want to dissect this a little bit, Allison, because you have a really good handle on the way that you broke this down. And so let's just kind of dive in. And I want to get your feelings and thoughts behind it as we talk about trauma and pain and healing and all that stuff. So, yeah. So this is, 
this is such an unprecedented, unreal, unimaginable time that we're all living through. Mm-hmm. And as I'm living through it alongside everyone else, I realized in the like early on in the first week or so, um, feelings and my body reacting in ways that felt very like, I don't want to say familiar, but I remembered them. I've had mm-hmm. them before in my life. And it's really important, I think, for people to know that this, what we're going through is a, is a traumatic event. It's trauma. It is trauma is a circumstance or an event that shatters or, or takes away your sense of security. You know, that is what causes trauma in the brain, emotional and psychological trauma. And so that is exactly what this circumstance would fall under. And so there are a lot of ways that your body and your mind react to trauma to protect you or to process it or to try not to process it. And these emotions are going to come up and and our behaviors are going to change. And if we don't acknowledge that they're coming from the trauma that we're experiencing, there's nothing else to do but look for other ways to put it. it we're going to displace our anger. We're going to displace our sadness. We're going to displace it and project it onto other people and other things. Um, we're going to get mad. We're going to bargaining, right? So now the mm-hmm. argument, I, I, I've kind of put things into categories. Like I think the argument as to whether or not we're essential employees is like that bargaining piece, like trying to validate or justify why we shouldn't be here. You know, that's that piece of it. Yeah anger at other stylists and how they're running their business. These are all things that are happening. The pressure people feel to be creative right now, you know, that comes from not understanding why you might feel really tired and not doing anything. You may feel less creative than ever. And that's also your body trying, responding to trauma. So this is a really, you know, shared trauma and, and a, stages of grief and we have to kind of start having those conversations so when we do reopen we don't have a a community of ptsd driven stylists and we have a community of healed people that can take on the challenges we'll face when we reopen wow (laughs) wow right so incredibly true. And I think when you think of it this way, and we talked a little bit about this before, but <clears throat> you know, I think that, and there was a quote out there that says, um, you know, crisis will bring out your true character. Um, I can't remember the whole quote, but it, there is a quote that says crisis brings out, you know, your character. And you mentioned something before, and, and I believe this, that people aren't being, they're not responding to, to someone doing a root touch-up kit at home or doing color or that's not where the anger's coming from crisis. Although it brings opportunity. If you have things that are sitting in your body, pain, hurt, trauma, if you have these things that are sitting in your body, something like this reignites them. And then the anger comes or the sadness comes or the anxiety comes and then the response happens, right? Because we don't know really where to place it. And so you said something or we were talking about, you know, we can't get that mad at somebody doing an at-home color kit or, or selling an at-home color kit. This is deeper, guys. This, this comes from a lot of fear and a lot of trauma and the unknown. And it's being misdirected. And if you are feeling that angry about an at-home color kit, 
it's, this is the time to look at yourself and say, why is this affecting me so deeply? Why is this affecting me so deeply? And it's okay to not agree with someone because they're doing something that you don't agree with, but to judge and to spew hate and to be nasty and rude is uncalled for, especially when we need to come together to repair our community. And so this is the stuff that fires me up because I come from a space of love. That's how the three of us, we work from that space. But there yeah. are some people who, who really are incredibly hurt and struggling and haven't begun the healing process yet. So Allison, let's talk a little bit about that. With that misdirected anger or hurt and pain Oh, we're just using root touch-up kits, guys, because this has been the conversation, right? It could be discounting. It could be... Oh, people are yelling at elementary school teachers. Like, I mean, I well, talked to one of my son's yeah. teachers last week, and I was talking to her, and I said, I don't remember what I said to her, and she's like, well, thank you. I, I started my conversation with a couple of compliments mm -hmm. before I went into the feedback I had, but I started it off with things that I really liked about it. And all of a sudden she was kind of off guard and she said, wow, thank you so much for that. And so it's not just home color kits. There are people who are, are putting their anger at the homeschooling, right? You know, which is, which is a whole group of teachers who all of a sudden had to do their job completely differently one day, you mm -hmm. know, like, so it, it's not just within our industry, but we as individuals are putting our, we're finding the easiest thing to get mad about instead of, really exploring the anger, understanding the anger and processing the anger. And it's okay to be angry. Mm -hmm. You get mm -hmm. to be mad about this. Like, are you kidding? This sucks. Yeah, for sure. No income coming in. We don't know when it's going to end. You know, we can't see our clients. We can't work. The websites are 59 pages long. Our Wi-Fi is mm -hmm. cutting in and out. I mean, it is absolutely okay to be angry. Just yes. understand what you're angry at and not try to find an, an outlet in another person. There's other outlets that can help you process and heal from the anger. But if you keep going with the anger, and right now it's at-home hair kits, if you don't heal that anger, when you reopen and your stylist is, one of your stylists is 20 minutes late, guess where that anger is gonna go? Wow. You don't, if you don't heal it, it's, it today it's at-home color kits. When you reopen your business, it'll be something else. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I truly agree with that. And, you know, I've experienced just in my DMs and looking around like through Instagram, that's where I live mainly. Mm -hmm. um, Facebook just stresses me out. So I don't even go there. Um, <laughs> just on the regular. So I can't even imagine like what's happening now. And I won't go there. Um, but on Instagram, you know, Clara's kind, Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. I live by that. I truly like when I heard it, it just absorbed into my lifestyle now. Yeah. And being clear with yourself, right? Like you're saying, being clear with yourself before you can be clear with anyone else. And, you know, our perceptions of people, right? Of using color, selling color, whatever, their lifestyle, if they're an influencer, if they're an educator, if they're a salon owner. We're all humans of this beauty industry that is collapsing. Mm -hmm. But we have the way to move forward, right? With our energy once we heal and gather all of that. Like I had a couple DMs um, that shook my soul and I like exited Instagram for a couple of days to be real. 
I was like, if this is the hate I'm going to get in my DMs for being so vulnerable and putting content out there, like I'm out, like I'll just chill out at my home and not appear. But what I realized is that's not helping, right? Mm -hmm. That my positive energy and being optimistic and, you know, being innovative is going to inspire, you know, our industry right now to just get up, feel better about yourself, deal with yourself, right? So it's like, I, I then showed up again and had more conversations with those individuals to say, what's going on? And I think if we all take time to literally say, how are you? Right. How are you? What's going on? You can tell me anything, no judgment at all. And those people who like may have sent me those messages of hate or, you know, not hate. It was their insecurity of whatever they're going through. I took time to say, what's really happening? What's going on? You can talk to me. Thank you so much for being here for me. I'm going to be here for you through these moments. What's going on? And automatically their shift of energy changed Mm -hmm. and they were, they haven't been asked that and they've never took the time to really deal with it. So how do you think are our best ways, Allison, you know, to be vulnerable enough to reach out to people? Like what does that navigation look like? Well, I think, you know, like Nina said at the beginning, I just texted her just randomly to see, you know, how she was doing. And I think it's, it's, asking the right questions and understanding that this is going to look very different for everybody, right? Like we are all in the same industry. We are, some of us are all business owners. Some of us are, are W2 stylists. Some of us are independent contractors. Some of us are educators. So in no way can this look the same to all of us, right? And we all have different backgrounds and we all have different, you know, I'm feel incredibly blessed that my husband can still work. He's working full time from home. You know, I have that income to rely on. I feel really blessed for that. Not everyone has that. So everyone's experience of trauma looks different. There are no two of us who are going to experience this the same way. And I think understanding that is key. And in understanding that you have to be able to know to not compare. I don't want people, I've said this before on your podcast, you cannot compare pain and grief. The worst thing yes. that happens to someone is the worst thing that happens to someone. So we have yes. to stop comparing each other to ourselves. It started even before the kits. I was just thinking when you're talking about the kits, at first it was everybody who was mad at the people who were still working when their, st- when their states right. didn't happen. It already happened before the kits, guys. This anger is just moving. Yes. It's going to be something totally It's focusing different on different month, things, right? but not the root. I think asking other people, how are you? And I think allowing yourself to answer that honestly, you know, stop like, saying not okay. okay. It's okay to not be okay. Start answering that honestly, because I'll promise you the person on the other end will say, oh, me too. Right. And then all of a sudden you're not alone anymore. Mm-hmm. The more, the quick, the more quickly, if, yeah, that's English. The more quickly, <laughs> the more quickly we start being honest, the faster we'll realize that we're not alone. Yeah. That it's not just you that feels that way. And because our experiences are going to be so different, we're going to be able to help each other in really unique ways, right? So to the person who 
has this part of it that's really suffering. If you start talking to someone who's not suffering in that department, but in another one, you can help each other heal because we're not going to have the same experience. And that's the great news. The great news is somebody else is doing one part. Okay. The part Mm -hmm. you are just can't get out of bed for somebody might be doing that. Okay. And struggling on something that's really easy for you right now. And that's where we can come together and heal each other. It's by asking, how can I help? How are you? How can I help? That's it. Those are the only two questions you have to ask anyone. How can I help? And you you will be helped in, in turn just by putting yourself out there in that vulnerable way. Well, sure. I think it's serving. It's serving others. And that's what I think we have to get down to it is that we are in a service-based business, but here's the thing. We're so used to serving others that we forgot how to serve ourselves. And now having this time to do, we, we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. It's almost forcing us to think about, okay, how can I continue? How can I serve myself So then I can continue to serve others, even though it's going to be in a different way. You're not showing up at the salon every day, but you still have to show up online and through email campaigns for your guests, right? You can't just fall off the face of the earth, right? As a leader, now more than ever, leadership is so imperative because your team lost that safety and security of what they knew of their every day and it's gone. And so you're the only person that can provide that safety and security for them in the new normal, if you will, right? So having that clear, like Jay keeps saying, clear is kind, having that clear path and vision and direction of what your business looks like when it's going to reopen and being realistic about it. I think, you know, my thing is, that when I see when I see this stuff that's been going on on social media, it immediately I just retract. And yeah. you said something, Allison, that actually um, I'm gonna get emotional now thinking about it because when you said about trauma and pain, it's something very familiar to me. And so that's my my reaction is to retract because it takes me back to moments and trauma and pain that I've endured. And so I'm still working through that. I have a therapy session today after this guy's just saying, should yes, have get it girl. Right. Get it. But I'm also learning. I want you guys to hear me out that I'm also learning how to still serve myself because I wasn't taught that because of the trauma and pain that I've endured. I've always been protecting myself and with protecting myself, it's easier to serve others than it is to serve myself. And so now more than ever, Just like I quoted, there was a post I shared the other day. Self-care is how you get your power back. Turn that inward. Think about how you can continue. It's not selfish. It's reality. It's showing yourself empathy. Yes. We don't show ourselves empathy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we never talk or treat ourselves the way we want the people we love to treat themselves. It's self-empathy. Empathy is something that we all struggle to show ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're not empathetic. We don't cut ourselves slack. We don't Mm -hmm. give ourselves rest. You know, we are the ones who beat ourselves up being like, why can't I just get my shit together? And meanwhile, the minute they pick up the phone for someone else, you'd be like, well, every, it's so stressful. Of course you're tired. You should take a nap. Mm -hmm. And then you go back in your own self conversation and Mm -hmm. and empathy self and forgive for self forgiveness and Mm -hmm. self-empathy yes just forgive your like I try to 
that's what I've been for me. I, at night, like I try and forgive myself for mm-hmm. all the things that I know when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to be mad at myself about, you know, like the basketball <laughs> yes. called, yeah. or the phone calls I didn't make or the nap I took or the fact yeah. that my kids ate Reese's peanut butter cup eggs for breakfast. And I don't really care. <laughs> but all the right. things that I know that I'm going to use against myself. I try to like forgive myself the way that I forgive my kids and my husband. I don't, you know, I, every day is a new day and I try to offer myself that it's hard, but mm-hmm. that's, you know, we're all terrible at that. And that's something we need to start working on. Yes. And now that we're all being vulnerable, I'm going to go there. And <laughs> I literally had this conversation a couple of nights ago with Vince. And I, I, at first I was doing great, sweetie. I was doing great. Mm-hmm. I was just creating content. I was getting lost in my doll head and creating content. Mm-hmm. And I was using my humor to mask my feelings. So those are some of the funniest videos I've ever done because (laughs) underneath was some of the darkest things I was experiencing, let's be real. Mm -hmm. So what I realized the other night and I was like making cookies and I was like, Vince, I'm glad you're sitting down. We need to have a conversation. And I was like, I'm happy that this is happening. I'm happy this is happening because I'm realizing that the way I grew up about my stepmother making me feel like I had to be perfect, financially, I make bad decisions because I want to put a facade up that and take care of people. Mm -hmm. And that's not my role when I think about my family, my family now. Mm -hmm. My role is to make sure that we're all financially stable. And the things that I've done are the decisions I've made whenever I go out to dinner with friends or I'm out at a club with friends and I pick up the bill and like all this stuff, all of that shit adds up. And it was a wake up call for me to deal with that trauma that my stepmother and her way of navigating her trauma that was forced upon me to be perfect, right? That I'm battling that still. Mm-hmm. So it was like this wake up call for me during this stay at home, like yeah. we can't work, we're non essential, like. All of that, when I really dig deep, I was like, okay, Jay, you have one way. You can go like, you have two ways. You can go totally south and not own what's happening right now and how you're feeling, or you can just absorb yourself into it. And that was one thing that I'm going to make financially better decisions mm-hmm. and not and deal with that trauma from when I was younger. So I just, I hope all of you are inspired today and just realize that there is deeper lines of like our deeper things that are forcing your actions. And if you're vulnerable enough with yourself or, you know, reach out to one of us and, you know, just say it for the first time, we'll help you move past it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how y'all are feeling, but thanks dude for sharing that. I mean, yeah, it's been, it's been really rough, you know, we're, and I know you, so I know how you roll. Right. And I said to you, go, 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 go. And then it's like, boom. Yeah. yeah. That's my MO. That's crash, crash right? and burn. I'm like, 
I push it. I push my, I push it so far out of my brain. I schedule myself so packed so I can't emotionally process anything Mm -hmm. that when I stop, I have the whole year's worth of trauma to deal with. Or Mm -hmm. are forced because you can't no longer push and you have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Like recluse. I'm like, I disappear Disappear. like that cloak. I'm like, you're gone. I'm standing in the room and everyone's looking at me, but I'm like, I'm not here. Yeah. No, right? it's so, so true. And I think a lot of us are very similar in that sense where, you know, we go, 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 go. And I, I have had tendencies of that myself and doing that. And I shared that. And I had a breakdown a couple of years ago because I did that, because it was my business, my business, my business. What can I do? What can I put on my plate? How can I serve? How can I help? What can I do? And then when I sold my business, I lost my identity and I moved to Connecticut where I had no friends and I was by myself and I was forced to look in the mirror and it was very, very scary. And guess what, guys? That's what's happening now. We're, yes. If you really think of it, I thought of this the other day. We're being stripped of our lashes, of our root colors, of our balayages. We're being stripped of our nails. We're being stripped of all of the, you know, our, our things that we do every single day, right? We're going to work. Our identities are, you know, all Retail of therapy. Yes, right? All our vices and coping mechanisms are gone. All our our masks, our coping mechanisms, our vices, they're gone. Yes, all the onion layers are being peeled away and it's getting us to think about what is most meaningful. And I'm guilty of it. I know that a lot of us do and we we work and we think that, you know, having things, I've, I've talked about this stuff before. This, these are all yeah. things that I've been through. I speak from experience. And now it's being stripped back even more. And what is meaningful? What is important? And I think that, you know, in my first week, I went with my anxiety. My first week and a half was really rough for me. And what, guess what I did? I pushed out content. I was typing like a maniac. Yeah, I couldn't even keep up. I was like, <laughs> It was insane because my go-to is how can I help and serve others and keep busy so I don't have to deal with this shit. And so I was pumping out content, pump like I was doing and doing and doing. And then I was like exhausted by week and a half in. I was so exhausted. People are like, are you okay? Like, you don't look good. You look really tired. And I was like, thanks. Thanks a lot. Right. <laughs> and so I had a, I forced myself to look at myself and I, you know, honestly, I want to talk a little bit about acceptance because we've talked about this before, but when I accepted the fact that I don't have control over what is happening in this world right now, when I really dialed into the fact that like, I can only focus on the things that I can control and I accepted the fact that this was going to be what it is. That's when I started to feel better. I literally slept. I tuned out for a little bit. I started going for walks every day. I started smelling freaking flowers on a regular basis. I started meditating, caring for myself. That's when I got my power back. And I just want to read this quote quickly because I want you to go into this, Allison, because I know you have things to say. But the other day I posted um, and shared a quote And it said, there are two types of tired. One is a dire need of sleep. The other is a dire need of peace. And guys, if you feel like you need peace, the first thing that has to happen is the acceptance part. Because what I learned in therapy is peace doesn't come until you accept who you are, what you've been through, what has happened to you, what we're facing. 
that is where the, the acceptance is the gateway to peace. And so we have to get there because if not, we're just going to, and listen, my, my love and, and prayers and thoughts to all of the people who are being mean and rude and hateful on Instagram yeah. and Facebook because they're in a very dark place. So I send them, I, I don't respond. I just pray for them. I literally put my phone down and I just say a little prayer because I know they're hurting. Hurt people hurt people, right? Yes. It doesn't, I'm not justifying them being rude. Don't get me wrong but that's the space that they're coming from. So when we talk about sleep and peace and acceptance, Allison, I want you to kind of talk about that a little bit because I know you have a very good um, insight on that. I think, you know, exactly what you were just saying. I think you have to go through all of the emotions to get to acceptance, right? So I don't want you guys who are listening to think that it's like a switch that just flips and like you accept it and, no. you know, it is... It's a work. very difficult, it is a lot of self-work and a lot of processing. And like you, Nina, like I've, I've had experiences like this kind of before where I've had to, you know, last year I had Bell's palsy. I couldn't work for six weeks. Like mm. I had, so in each time you learn more about yourself and that, that acceptance comes from, I have found a lot of peace in knowing that I can't control anything. Mm -hmm. And I know that that sounds like crazy because yes, I am a control freak and I still try real hard to control everything. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but I've kind of accepted like in my soul that we have no control and all of our vices and all of our fighting and all of that is our desperate attempt to control but when you know that you have no control at all, there's this like yeah. really freeing, your soul just becomes less heavy. Mm. Yes. I have no control. I can't control the weather or the timing or a pandemic or how my children are going to behave. I can't control. I can't control it. I can only focus on how I treat other people and how I treat myself and what I invest my time in. And I believe that that energy comes back to people threefold yeah. and that but that's not control. And I used to confuse that with control. And so I used to say, you get what you put in and I would put 500% into like everything and surprise, surprise, you know, I would be like, it's coming, it's coming. And you know, nothing necessarily comes, but I intentionally put my energy into things that matter for my business, matter for me, matter for my family. And I let it go. I'm I don't low. expect an outcome. I don't expect I have released my expectations and I believe that I am not in control of anything. And there is like a piece that comes from that, that I have learned in different situations like that through my life. And it starts with accepting this is where I am. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is today. This is what it looks like. I cannot change it. Yeah. So what can I do? What can I do today? What can I do? I'm angry. What can I do? Whether it's going for a run or yelling. Or screaming at the top of your lungs. It's room. okay to yell and scream. Yeah. You know, it's okay to throw things. I, I let my son the other day, my five-year-old was so mad. And I think if your parents out there, mm -hmm. please don't forget that as scary as this is for us, it is scarier for your kids because they're not grown-ups. 
Mm, and all yeah. of their life is tied up in school and their friends. And literally they woke up one day and their whole life was over and they are babies and it is horrifying. And so my five-year-old was so pissed. And I went in there, I was like, are you mad? And he's like, yes. And I said, all right, let's be mad. Go slam some doors. And he looked at me and I let him slam every door in my hallway. We took his bin of uh, stuffed animals and we threw them against a wall. He yeah. screamed and cried. And then he finally sat on the floor and he said, mom, I feel so much better. And like, mm -hmm. you have to do that for yourself as an adult. It's okay. Release those feelings. Yeah. And then you have space to heal. Yes. Ooh, space to heal. Need that the room. Space to heal. Yes. That is so, so powerful because before the healing, we have to release the shit that we're carrying, right? And I look, I'm a good scream in a pillow kind of person. I did that on Sunday. I screamed so loud in my pillow. My dogs started shaking. Everybody freaked out. My husband was like, what is going? Like I was just for like a good minute. I'm going to say it was a couple deep, real hearty screams. <laughs> my dog was like, Spence came around me and he doesn't normally do that. Cause I, I swear he's like just this first rodeo. So he doesn't get like the feelings part, but he came over and he was like, mom, what's going on? Like he was so nervous. Slade was shaking because he's my soul dog. Cause he felt that like on a deeper level, yes. my husband's eyes were like this big. He was like deer caught in headlights. Like what is like, going what on? I do. Right. You have to do that because what we're saying is feel what you're feeling, feel it, live in it, and then release it because then you're making the space for you to heal. So let's give them in closing, let's give them each a tip on how to start the healing process. And guys, this may not come for you for a month, two months. It's, it's okay. There's no pressure to heal like tomorrow. Um, but let's give them some tips. Um, Allison, if you can go first, maybe like a tip on how to kind of start the healing process. So when we do reopen, we can come back, like you said, as healed um, or even somewhat healed humans to really begin to serve again because the serving part is coming. Now you have yes. time to serve yourself, right? Yes. Um, I think the first, I think the first thing or one of the things I do, I write stuff down a lot. I'm a writer um, or sometimes I also use voice memos all the time, something. I'm always trying to like, because I do think that like writing something down or saying something out loud is also, like I said, getting something out of your body. Like you, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just thinking it in your head, it's still living inside of you. Like I'm a big believer in writing it down and saying it out loud. Um, so writing down, you know, what feelings you're experiencing throughout the day and giving yourself room to really, and be honest. And sometimes it's ugly. And sometimes you're going to have like really kind of messed up thoughts. Like I actually said aloud the other day that like, I don't think my kids are cute anymore because they're driving me so crazy. Like yeah. in that day, like I was, yeah. it was not, and you, but I, I wrote it down. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm a terrible mother, but I'm it, that. And then I had to kind of look at, okay, why? what were the, what was happening? Why was I feeling that way? And start to really like the same way you chart, like your eating habits, like really take stock and give yourself some time before you start healing to kind of feel what you're feeling right. and what times of day you're feeling that way. What's going on when you feel that way. And then you can start to really connect those feelings to the stuff that's actually happening. Because the stuff you're getting mad at and sad at around you isn't actually happening to you in that moment. You know, that hair color kit that's being sold, that's not happening to you. Yeah. That's not happening to you. So something around you is happening that's getting anger inside mm -hmm. of you. 
So what is it? Is it because you've been stuck inside for three days? Then maybe you should start walking. Right. Maybe you should just start sitting out. I mean, some of these are really simple, but it starts with kind of like an inventory, a real honest inventory. And I do that regularly to kind of, you know, allow myself and to practice self-forgiveness and just be really honest with myself. And so I still have journals everywhere, voice notes, and I say and write things down when I need to get them out. Allison, you blow me away. Love that. I'm just so happy that you're my friend. I know. Over here, like, oh my God, this is so precious. I'm paying you. Like, it's so, and I know this is like literally impacting, you know, our listeners and all of that. And to piggyback off of like writing something down and like really, if you have to scream it out or say it out or whatever that avenue is for you, I want you to write down your safest space. And you've heard, Mm. me bring this up with Mm -hmm. Nina and like through that the things that we go through we have to remember our safe spaces and whatever that looks like is it going for a walk is it calling your mom or dad or sister or best friend or you know your family member who like is your accountability partner your best friend that would just smack you in your face we all have one of those friends that is like snap out of it right (laughs) so it's like your accountability partners and figuring out your safe space. Is it taking a bath and having a glass of wine or is it, you know, having your spouse, if you're a parent, just take the kids while you can decompress and gather your thoughts, whatever that is, find your safe space, harbor that space. Even if it's for a minute to five minutes, it will change your projection, right? So just find your safe space Mm. and remind yourself what that is by writing it down. Just a couple of them. Ooh, that's so good. And can we just revisit how you, I'll never forget this moment, Jay, honestly, as long as I live when we were out to eat (laughs) and I had my anxiety attack at Laurel Hardware, the, and I mean this, that, that, that moment for me will always live in my soul because when I said to you, saw the look on my face, that was terror. Because there were people everywhere. I couldn't get to the bathroom. The line was so long. The food was there. My stomach was upset. It was horrible. And Jay looked at me and said, tell me where you need to go right now. What is your safe space? What do you need right now to make you feel safe? If anyone that you're around, anyone that is ever feeling anxious, that question, what he asked me, honestly saved my night. Because your whole face for a second was like, Right. It like shifted in. It was like meaningful. It's like, let's go. Yeah. So we need to figure it out and then we need to go. Right. Because it was outside. And you said, what is your safe space? And I'm like, we need to go outside. And he was like, well, let's go. So we got up and we went outside. We walked down the block and Mm -hmm. in just that little tiny walk and getting away from the noise and the chaos made me feel better. Just like Jay did that for me. We're asking you to do that for yourself. Right. What is your safe space? And communicate it. Like if you are, if you're not, you know, by yourself, if you're with, you know, communicate it to the people around you, communicate it to your significant other, Mm -hmm. communicate it to your family members, whoever you're home with, because that's exactly last week. Once, like you said, I was creating, once I stopped doing everything, I had my like, (laughs) yes, and that my husband knows like mine, it's my bedroom is like my 
safe space. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the hall, I, like I love it so much. And the other night it was like, I couldn't get rid of this anxiety, everything. Like my chest was tight and I just, and he's like, listen, I got the kids go in the room here, take whatever you want. I came in my bedroom and shut the door, like communicate that. So somebody, so when you're in a frenzy and you might not even think to do that, somebody can look to you and say, why don't you go to your safe space? You know, we have Mm -hmm. to, we have to be aware of those things for sure. So, so good. So good. And so I was, I had to write this down because I didn't, want to forget it because this is going to be my tip and I changed it probably five times by now. (laughs) But this actually just really, this is the one that felt good for me. And so my tip is, is to allow yourself to do things that make you feel good. I think we stop doing is we stop allowing ourselves to do things that make us feel good. That may be a nap. Like Allison said, don't beat yourself up because you feel like taking a nap at two o'clock in the afternoon is going to make you feel good. Do that, right? And I think that we have to understand that we have to allow ourselves to do things that fill us. We're not used to this. This is so weird for all of us to do. And so Maybe it is taking a nap. Maybe it is starting to meditate. Maybe it's just starting to do a little bit of yoga in your bedroom. Maybe it's just sitting out on your patio by yourself, listening to the birds. That to me, I love that. I love Ah. listening to the bird. I know you do too, Jay. But I love listening to them in the morning, smelling flowers, all the little things that we don't take the time to do, do it because it's going to make you feel good. And guess what? Don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel guilty. Allow yourself to feel good. And I think that's what this is kind of teaching us. Like we have to, we have to tend to ourselves because I don't think at the rate that we were all going, we could continue to serve other people at the rate that we were going. No, it was completely unsustainable. I couldn't Mm -hmm. agree with that more. I, I wholeheartedly believe that the universe knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother used to tell me that if you don't know when to stop and take care of yourself, the universe will make sure that you do. Truth. And I, this is a really, it was not sustainable. It, you know, busy was the new normal, mm-hmm. you know, and how busy it was like a badge of honor to be so busy. Couldn't get anything oh, done. Right. Like, right. That's absurd. <laughs> I, I don't think want to be busy and ever I'm again. Guilty, but like when you say it out loud, you're like, who the fuck? What? <laughs> you can eat three meals a day, and that's like me. Like, who ate less? No, I'm busy. Today? Like, what are you doing? What are we doing? I haven't had water in 10 days. That's terrible. <laughs> yes, it's so accurate. Each other on how poorly we took care of ourselves. It, it reminds me of like that the, the Lady Gaga like video where it's like plane gig gig another gig no sleep another plane another it's like no one stop why who decided right it's like hi stop I know that's exactly what the universe is yes. saying it's like stop. just stop and I think normal. what if you really get into it it's creating habits, mm-hmm. those walks, mm-hmm. that like alone time, those moments to scream, the moments to cry, the moments to be happy, like creating habits. And 
if you really are focused on like shifting one thing to be a better habit for you um, and just worrying about you and what you need, those habits, you have plenty of time to make it a habit. So it's like, we've got more than 21 days. Right. And then it's like, listen, and you didn't get it right that day. There's always tomorrow to start. (laughs) Right. Start those habits. True. Absolutely. This Allison, you are a gem, a true gem. Honestly, thank you so much for your wisdom, your knowledge, your power, your expertise, and just speaking the truth. I mean, that's why we love having you on. And right when you text me and we started to talk about this, I almost like threw my phone. I was like, I got a message, Jay. I got to see, like, we got to have you on the pod because it's like, we, we want to do things that make an impact, right? And that make make you think maybe a little bit differently. We are all going through this. We all will get through this. Yes, we're all at different stages, but community is key right now. And so thank you so much, my beautiful friend, for sharing all of your info with us. And um, I'm sure we'll have you back again. Oh, yes. I'll be be Coco from now on. (laughs) Yeah, you're Coco. Coco. I I love love you both so much. Thank you. I love you so much. Love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So guys, this has been, this is an emotional one, right? I mean, this is something we really want you to sit on and think about. Please, please tag a friend, share this in your story. If you have a friend that you know is really struggling and that needs to hear this, please tag them either on our story or in, um, you know, when we share on our posts, Uh, just let's share this with as many people as possible. Uh, As always, make sure that you follow us on Instagram. So at it's Mr. J Ladner, you can follow me at Nina Tulio. Of course you could follow Allison at braided and blonde. And don't forget to follow our new sponsor, Oligo pro. So at Oligo pro on Instagram. And thank you guys so much. If you learn anything from listening to us today, please know that it is okay to live in your truth and remember to always live your life out loud. See you next time. Bye.